0: Inspiration now in session. Inspire God's people, inspire God's people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People. I don't trust people who want to be famous. In the words of my homie Doug, if you want to be famous, I can't Can't trust you. you. I know that sounds bold. Sounds a little harsh. Shout out to Doug in the I Can't Trust You movement. We got to get him on the show uh, one of these days. Um, He's doing some dope things, been pretty consistent with his fashion and all the stuff behind I Can't Trust You, I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of what it means. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we need more Christians out here doing great things. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the vid. How did we get here? What What's happening now? Why am I singing this song? Singing singing? This song? Singing? Let's move on. Fame, Fame messes up your worldview. There's a reason that I don't trust people who want to be famous. Let me try to explain myself because, again, I know that sounds a little harsh. I'm not even necessarily saying that you're wrong or something like that. I just don't trust you. I have sat back and watched this for years. I've had this mindset for years, and so I sit back and I watch different situations. What I notice is this. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian. doesn't matter if you're an atheist. doesn't matter if you're light, if you're dark, if you're tall, if you're short, where are you from? I've noticed that people who specifically want to be famous will literally do anything to get there. They will use anyone. They will use any platform. They will brand anything that they need to brand in order to get them to where they ultimately want to go. And I mean, people have no limits with this stuff. They'll even, you know, expose themselves for fame. I've seen several people, and I'm not lying, literally brand their divorce. Now, divorce is a very serious thing that I'm sure is emotional and no one would ever want to go through. And I genuinely think what happens is that because people want to be famous so bad, they just look at anything in their own life like, oh, wait a minute, well, let me make an announcement or a flyer or let me go and, you know, I just got divorced two weeks ago, but let me go write an album about how I got divorced. And, you know, it's just this desire and this hunger to be famous. If you want to be famous and that is your ultimate goal, like you are like very direct and you just like gung ho about that. I literally can't trust you because what I've seen time and time again is that People who desire to be famous, and that's their goal, like, they don't care what they have to do to get there. They're willing to be fake, put on any type of mask, play any type of role. Oh, you want me You want me to be a Christian? Like, that's what it's going to take for me to build my music career? Okay, cool. I'm a Christian. Up until where I build it to a certain point. Oh, so I can't be a Christian no more. Times have changed, and in order to continue to be famous, I need to take that title off okay, no problem. I'll do interviews and explain this away and tell people why I'm no longer a Christian artist. And ultimately what I'm saying is that the root of it to me is that desire to be famous. Preachers too. It doesn't matter if you're a preacher and your desire is to become a famous preacher. I literally don't trust you. (laughs) I don't trust what you preaching about on Sunday. I don't, I don't trust the flyer that you, look, I'm showing a lot of love to Doug right now. I really, Doug, this should have been the show that you on, bro. Look, I don't trust the computer that you made the flyer on. I don't trust the shirt that you got on. I don't trust the buttons on the shirt. Like, if you want to be famous, I literally don't trust you. All right, okay. All right, I'm done. I trust you all for now. But with that being said, show some love to my homie SkyDreamingApparel.com. You can search Sky Dreaming Apparel on Facebook. And, yeah, he got the whole I can't trust you T-shirts and hats and all that stuff. And I guess since I just went on uh, I can't trust you tangent, it only feels right to kind of show his brand some love. You know? So, show him some love. Show him some love. Show him some love. Oh, you know what, y'all? I got one more thing to say for real about this situation. There is one more thing. I forgot about this. Um... It bothers me when people say this. And and again, like y'all got to understand, I really love y'all. Like I'm cool with y'all. But because of that, I got to tell you the truth. You know what I'm saying? And so we just kicking it. So don't be offended if this is you. But to everyone out there that's going around saying, I'm going to make Jesus famous. um, I love you, but I have zero trust for you. You out there and you're, let's think about what you're saying. I'm going to make you famous, famous. I know you like the way you sound when you sing it. I know you like the way it sounds when you say it. But let's, let's really break this down. You. Okay, let's not even make it about you. Let's make it about me. Jermaine, you from the east side of Detroit. (laughs) Young young dude, you going to make God famous. Like, okay, I'm going to tell y'all a story. And maybe this will help you understand why I don't trust people who want to make Jesus famous. Now you got to understand though, first, what I mean when I say that. I mean that most people that I've heard say this personally, what they're meaning is they're going to get famous to make Jesus famous. So like, in order for him to be famous, you got to be famous first. You know what I'm saying? So, so those are the people I'm talking to. I was probably 14 years old, and me and my cousins were on the bus in Detroit, the D.O.T. We were on the Gratiot bus about to get off on the east side at Outer Drive. So I think we were traveling from downtown. So yeah, so we on the bus. And what we used to do on the bus is we used to do like little mini concerts. So we would like sing, rap, dance, do whatever. On the bus, the whole bus would be clapping and like cheering by the time we get off everything. So we was doing what we do. Get on the bus, do our little singing, song and dance and got the whole bus going crazy. Cool. There's this gentleman. Let's just say he was around 50 sitting in the back of the bus with us. And he's just kind of looking like he ain't got a dime to his name. Can I be honest? I know you don't judge a book by the cover, but look, this looked like a book that's been in the library for a while with the pages ripped out of it. Like, okay, no offense to my man. God bless his soul. Hopefully, he's still alive. Uh, Whatever's going on. Love you, my brother. I never see you again. Even if I did see you again, I wouldn't know you. But I want the people to know that we love you because we love God and we want you to be all right. We want you to be all right. We want you to be all right. Back to the story. This guy stops us after we're done. He's like, hey, look, I can make y'all guys famous. Like, we gonna take this thing. I'm a producer and blah, 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 blah. And we like, okay, cool. And then he hands us a business card. And then something went off in my head. I thought as we're walking off the bus at around 14 years old, I'm thinking, how he gonna make me famous? And he him. Like, you on the bus with me. Like, listen to the point I'm making. We're gonna make God famous. Look, first of all, everybody know Jesus. Like, uh, breaking news, Jesus Christ. Like, people know him. They know exactly who he is. I think sometimes we give ourselves a little too much credit in this area and thinking that we're gonna be the person. Look, hey, send me Lord. Send me to Hollywood and let me make $200 million um, throughout my career because I'm going to do it to your glory. Never going to say your name. Never even going to do a Christian movie. Going to cuss, going to drink, definitely going to promote a little uh, sexual uh, activity there, uh, Lord. But we're going to make you famous. Oh, you trust me, God. Here, take my business card, Jesus. Look, y'all. All I'm saying is we may have to pump the brakes on this whole, I'm going to make Jesus famous thing. God send me out into the darkness and I'm going to be a light. Well, why is the darkness always something that was fun to you in the past? Like the darkness ain't never like go starve in Africa for three years and preach the gospel. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not tricking God.
1: You know, your insulation is not that good. I could literally hear you as I was coming through the door.
0: Bro, why are you always jumping in here complaining about stuff, man? You know, if you
1: put up some more insulation around, I think that'll, like, really you know, make it more soundproof. Because you know you're kind of interrupting me. I'm up there watching TV in the guest room, and I can hear you down here talking. Bro, first and foremost,
0: like, my studio is my studio. You get what I'm saying? Yes, that's my point. You don't point. get to come into this building. If
1: you quiet it down some, then it'll be your studio. Listen. You don't but get to come to this building and dream. lounge
0: around, and get the going in places, opening doors. You don't have no business opening and things ah. like that. You shouldn't even know it's a guest room in my studio. All right, man. What up? What's up, bro? All
1: right. So when I heard your voice, I was like, "Oh wow, that's right." I haven't uh went through his uh, Instagram posts in a while, so I was going through Instagram posts, and such a creep, man. Hi. Saw this post, you know, that poll that you did uh, some time ago about topics that people want to, you know, hear about and, you know, what people would like to know. And I saw one that was really, really interesting by um, J. Allen Hicks. Yo, what up, Jay? Yeah. He has a really interesting topic here. From Hopewell Baptist Church.
0: All right, all right. I preached there last year.
1: Good people, man. Sweet, sweet. Okay, so I think this will probably bless them tremendously. So brother Jay says integrity in leadership, Mm. integrity in leadership. So Jay will, how do we get to a point where we have integrity in leadership? The people want to know. Well,
0: people great question. I appreciate these questions actually. It's a really great question. Oh, thanks. Well, not you to J. Oh. Allen Hicks. Well, you know, I think it starts with the why. Mm. Why are you in leadership and why do you want to be a leader? Ah. One yeah. of the things I notice in particular with leadership is There are some people who want it for the wrong reasons. All right. A lot of times the people who are called to leadership weren't even going after that title or position. Mm. And so too many times I think people are thirsty for the benefits that come with leadership and they don't actually understand the responsibility of it. All right. Like there's a huge responsibility that comes with leadership, and if you don't understand what that is, and if that's not why you're there for the responsibility of it, if you're only there for the benefit of it, then you're probably opening yourself up to lose
1: integrity. Wow wow that's that's really good. Why do you want to be a leader? Why do you want to do? whatever it is that you want to do, like whether now I guess specifically we could be talking about leadership, like within the ministry. Right. But this could also be leadership within your personal uh, business. That's a great point. You know, so why, why do you want to be a minister? Why do you want to be the the proprietor of kneel down productions? You know? Yeah. What's the why? That's really good. And
0: to your point, because I think that's great that you, you know, pointed out the difference, right? Because I answered the question more so from a ministry mindset, Mm -hmm. right? But if you start a business, for instance, it's like, okay, I'm the leader. So my why, Jay, is because I started this business. Mm -hmm. But even then, you know, it's what area are you leading? Because every founder isn't the CEO of a company. Okay. And you have to also recognize what your skills and abilities are when you are in a position. And the reason that this is important is because keep in mind, we're talking about integrity. You don't want to allow yourself to lose the business or Mm -hmm. lose the position. And I think what ends up happening is... Even if you're talking about a business, some people, for instance, want to be entrepreneurs for all the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. because they saw an entrepreneur on YouTube driving a Lamborghini. Right, right. And so it's like, (laughs) you're not going to have integrity in that role because you're only in it for the Lamborghini. So here's an example. Mm -hmm. If I'm a leader to get, let's call it the Lamborghini, the car, Mm -hmm. right? If that's why I'm doing it. If that's my why, then let's say I meet you, Lavelle Neal. We meet at a networking event, and you're a corrupt businessman, but you have a lot of money. Uh huh. Well, you offer me some deal that I know is kind of shady, but it leads me to my why. Okay. Your shady business is going to get me my Lambo. Mm. So if that's my why, I'm going to be more open to compromising to get why I'm doing it. Mm. But if my why is of substance and has purpose behind it, you may be that same shady guy that has the money, but if that's not my why, I'm able to say no to the money to keep the integrity
1: of the purpose. Mm. Wow. That's good. When you look at successful businesses, I'm not going to say all, but I haven't had a chance to research this. Just just read the question, right? So, but um, when you look at successful businesses, most of them arose because there was some type of need that needed to be met. Yeah. Not because the person was in it as a get rich quick scheme. Yeah. Those things rise and fall quickly. You're right? talking about but, a
0: value proposition right off yeah, top.
1: Right. Uh, we we got a chance to meet the lady who invented the little socks that you put on at the airport. Once they started making everybody take their shoes off, and she said the reason she came up with that was because she was tired of putting her bare feet on the nasty floor at the airport. Wow! So she came up with this idea that she felt like would help others, and instantly she became a millionaire. That's crazy. And I said, "Wow, why? Because some type of need arose." She was able to fulfill that need. And that was her why.
0: Yeah. And so, with that being her why, it keeps her in her lane. Mm-hmm. So many people are just creating stuff just to create, or you just trying to, you know, get the next big check. Mm-hmm. And it's not enough to have integrity, it's not enough for you to keep your integrity. First of all, it's hard enough in this life. Anyway, you're in your flesh. You're dealing with your flesh and sin and all of those things. So you have to understand you're already vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So if you put yourself in a position where you're just chasing after things that you don't even need, imagine she would create those socks and we never had to take our shoes off at the airport. There Mm -hmm. would be no need for the socks. So it's like, why do you need to be a leader? Mm -hmm. Like, why do we need you as a leader? Right, you know. And sometimes, if you can't answer that question, then you're not even qualified to be a
1: leader. Wow, wow. Okay, now let's flip. Let's flip this back to ministry. Okay, I'm not sure if Brother Jay meant this for ministry or be, or just overall. But let's flip it back to ministry. Now, you started off by saying that, um, we, you know. Most people who become leaders didn't really even want that thrust upon them. So I thought of two examples in God's word. And I'm actually, it's replete with examples, but two of them popped in my head. Jonah and David. Oh, man. Jonah and David. Jonah was trying to run from literally. his calling and literally ran into it. And David had no desire to be king. He was happy being a shepherd. He was happy taking care of his sheep, even though it meant sometimes he had to fight a lion. Sometimes he had to fight a bear. But he was content with being who he was as a shepherd.
0: So let's deal with both of those. So Jonah is such an interesting story because, to your point, he didn't want that responsibility. Mm -hmm. Now, his reasoning for it was very (laughs) odd. Right. You know, but I I mean I understand it because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, Lord, I already know how you're going to react. You're going to have me go out here and do all this and you're going to forgive him anyway. I don't <laughs> want to go out there. But that's that was a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, in his position at that time, what I like about that story is that he understood the weight of the responsibility. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Like he understood that it wasn't all fun and games, so he ran from it. Because how many people Run to something that's serious and you looking like, yo, do you realize the car mm. that is on that mm-hmm. and you running at it because you want a nice car? Right. Like, bruh, you might only drive that car twice because once you do what you what God calling you to do, right, right. you ain't gonna be able to drive nowhere. Right. And so I think sometimes people are treating the position like it's a game and they're going after it. Like it's this little game when it's like, do you know the burden of the call to do something in leadership? Mm. Like, man, I don't envy people in certain positions, right? You know what I'm saying. So that, so that's Jonas, right, mm-hmm. understanding the weight of the call, even though you know he eventually had to come to his senses, right. and being swallowed by the fish saved his life. Yes. Um. Now, if you look at David, okay. I love that because again, people are chasing something. So now you have another example of someone who instead of chasing this big title or something like that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's content where he is. And when you're content where you where you are, then you're actually able to do a good job where you are. Mm. Some people trying to be the king so bad, they not a good shepherd. Wow. So it's like Wow. Listen, in order to be the king, you need to first do this job. But you're so busy trying to be the king before your time Mm -hmm. that you're not even qualifying based on the early credentials. I've seen this in corporate America where people will come in, Mm -hmm. work somewhere for a year and want to be promoted. And that's Mm -hmm. happening a lot more. It's a generational thing to some extent. Um, and there's some valid situations right where you don't have to wait forever to be promoted, but you see it more and more where young people are coming into the workplace and they don't realize that you're not prepared for the next position mm-hmm. like every role that I've had in corporate America on average, I've been promoted every two years in the mm-hmm. last twelve years on average, I've been promoted every two years and in every role that I've gone to, I realize what I don't know when I get there. Mm. Like before I got to the job I'm doing now, I thought I knew everything. And then you expand my role to, you know, traveling across several states, having a, a much bigger responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's what business travel is like. Business travel seems fun until you're doing it. It's like, <laughs> oh, I get to stay in various hotels across here or there and do this. And then you get out there and you like, yeah, I'm at a nice hotel in a beautiful city, but I'm by myself and I got a very important meeting tomorrow. So what I need to do is go to sleep and mm-hmm. go over this presentation.
1: Right. Right. And not out. I'm just going to go out and enjoy the town. No, you're not there for personal. You are there for business and you have to hold on to that integrity because I don't know if I mean you I haven't traveled for business uh, like that, but you have so. Uh, is like your boss they're watching over you? No. You're 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 responsible
0: as a leader. You're treated as a leader. Mm. You know, you lead your portion of the business and that is you know kind of how they empower you. Mm. And also what happens in corporate America in general is when you first start off, I start off entry level, right? Mm. People are watching you like nobody's business. Like you are a toddler at daycare. They see everything you do. They're watching your every move Mm -hmm. as you grow and begin to take on larger roles. People are going to respect you and see you as a leader
1: Mm.
0: and they're, they're going to assume that you're responsible, that you've earned that right when you come into this role, they're not training you anymore at a certain point. Like, at some point, I stopped getting trained for jobs. Okay. Like, I used to get trained for every job. And you, you're you almost, you get used to that. Like, hey, you know, people going to tell you how to do your job. Well, imagine getting a job. And what they're expecting of you is that you've learned what you needed to know along the way because you didn't skip over the last job and halfway do it. Mm. So by the time you get here, you're a leader. Mm. We're now expecting you to be
1: able to pick it up and keep it moving. Wow so funny um the other day the other day uh my wife and i were talking about and it this may not directly correlate but i you know me i can make it but um <laughs> in high school if i missed class if i skipped class in high school my teachers would call the house they would send a note home or something yep. they would somehow contact my mother and me and 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 make that known they were like snitches <laughs> but when i went to college the professor didn't call my house, didn't right. call or email me. One of my professors, my uh, astro- astronomy professor, professor, he actually said, My wife laughed. He actually said, I don't care whether you all come to class wow. or not. He said, I'm going to talk. He said, music you have... to my ear. <laughs> right. He said, you, "You, We have four quizzes and one test at the end. He said, If you just come to those and feel like you can guess your way through, that's fine too," he said, and 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 sure enough, I would go like the first class. The first class, it was fifty people there. The next class, it was like six of us there, and he talked like there were still fifty people there. And because you know like, what, though, oh.
0: nobody's gonna babysit a leader.
1: All right, <laughs> you're gonna get
0: to a certain point in your life
1: mm-hmm.
0: where you're just responsible for you, right? And nobody's gonna try to make you be responsible for leading yourself, mm. and so. At the same time, as a leader, as a true leader, mm-hmm. you hear those words and say, I know that I don't have to go, uh-huh. but I'm going because I'm supposed to go. Wow. And people who are not ready for leadership are not ready to make those type of decisions because guess what? Before you're a leader, we this is what we're talking about. You're used to everyone telling you what you're supposed to do. And so you're only reacting to everything. Right. Well, as a leader, by definition, you are deciding what to do. You're yeah, proactive.
1: Right. And, and, people, and people are looking to you now for the answer. Just exactly. as before you were the leader, you were sitting there waiting on someone, some leader exactly. to tell you what to do. Now, when something comes up, everybody turns their head and looks at you. How are you going to hold your integrity? And integrity,
0: moment. integrity comes in so many different forms because it can be in that situation with your professor, mm-hmm. it could be as much as you saying, I'm going to class because I know other people are watching me mm-hmm. and following me. Mm-hmm. And if I don't go to class, then nobody will go. Mm-hmm. That's the burden of a leader. Because look, if you're a follower, you can skip. You can halfway do it. Right. There's no pressure on you because nobody's you're not influencing anyone. Mm. And so it's important as a leader to maintain that integrity because others are following and duh,
1: you're a leader. You're a leader. This is what Jesus had to say about integrity and leadership. Luke chapter 16, verse 10. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful In large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. Man,
0: I mean, that's always such a straightforward passage, you know? And it causes us to examine, you know, again, the why. Why do I want to be a leader? you know, the small, the little reasons, like, is it just because I want people to honor me or I want to be able to sit at the front, Mm -hmm. you know, or I want all these superficial things that come with it? Or did I really sign up, you know, to serve, to, you know, work hard? Mm -hmm. Because really a big part of leadership is what you do for the people that are following you. And I think a lot of people have it mixed up today. They think leading means everyone does what I tell them to do. Right. But a true leader listens.
1: Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah, actually, it's, 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 it's funny because uh, I know this is so, uh, you know, I, I'm I love the Marvel universe or whatever. And and Uncle Ben says, something. of course, you do. <laughs> Uncle Ben says something just to, to Peter Parker, Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. Right, it's one of the most famous lines or whatnot. But there's a lot of truth in that. It is because as a leader, for you to get great power, you have to have. Yeah, you know, it comes with great responsibility. And when you look at the word responsibility, it's taken from two words: respond and ability. So responsibility mm. is how well you respond to the abilities that you have. So for you to withhold your or or, or maintain your uh, integrity inside of your leadership. It's how well you are going to respond to the ability that you have, not how well you run from the ability that you right. have and try to cut corners and 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 take the easy way out.
0: And you know what? It's not an easy thing, which is why many people fail at it. And I also think we just should be careful with lusting after leadership. Yeah. Because it's not a game. Like, one of the things I always say is like, People build you up to tear you down. Mm -hmm. And so in this day and age, there's such a self-righteous spirit that's, you know, going throughout the nation Mm -hmm. that people just want to, you know, clap for you Mm -hmm. while you're hot and you're popular. And then as soon as you do one thing wrong, they are ready and willing (laughs) to tear you down anyway. So my advice is like, look, bro look, sis, if you ain't ready to lead, don't even do it. Like, don't Mm. even go there because it's not gonna last because people gonna tear it down. And I just think we should be more cautious. You know, my favorite scripture in the Bible is Ecclesiastes 1 and 18. Mm. With much wisdom comes much grief. Mm. And as a leader, you end up, you should, you know, be Mm. wise and know Mm. more. You're on the front, you see more. And I I guess what I'm saying is the more wise I become about what leadership actually is, the more it actually grieves me. The thought of being a leader Mm. and for people who are true leaders. Now I'm not talking about wolves, like nothing that I'm saying today is about people who are just wolves and those people don't have integrity to start off with. Right. So that's, that's a totally different situation. So I want to make sure that's clear. And I also want to make sure that it's clear that, you know, you've overstayed your welcome.
1: Well, actually, I was getting ready to tell you I'm actually ready for more responsibility now on the show. So <laughs> you I'm know thinking what? maybe I can just do a whole episode and maybe I'll have you on as a as a guest. Okay.
0: But okay. well, you know what? Stop lusting after that leadership and <laughs> do like Jonah did and run. Now literally get out of here. All right, man, I'll holla at you. All right,
1: man. All right, What? what? what?
0: what in the world is up with companies who don't give estimates? Now, first of all, let me try to calm down real quick because I'm a little irritated. I'm a little heated. You know what I'm saying? Because I just, look, man, I'm big on estimates. I don't like people who try to get over on me. And I'm always dealing with contractors. I've been dealing with contractors for years, both in my corporate job, And in my personal life, you know what I'm saying? We all deal with a contractor every now and then, whether it's a plumber or, you know, a landscaping company or a carpenter, whatever you're doing, you know what I'm saying? And I've dealt with all types of contractors. And look, no offense to my contractors out there, but if you have ever worked in this industry, then you know that it's not all about service. Like, I feel like it's so much money, you know, in in these trades, that people don't have to have good service because they basically just feel like you need me. So if you take something like a plumber, they just basically feel like, look fam, your uh, water is overflowing in your sink right now and you pretty much gonna pay whatever I tell you to pay. And I'm sick and tired of these companies trying to get over on people because they shady and they know people need them. All right, so let me just gather my thoughts, y'all, because because stuff is always happening. Let me, let me say this. I like restaurants because you go in a restaurant and they have a menu, right? You don't have to guess how much chicken tenders cost. First of all, chicken tenders are going to be $9.99 to $13.99 regardless of where you go. You can go to the most upscale restaurant in your city, and if they sell chicken tenders, they $9.99. At the very most, They $13.99, and they come with some type of fries with some garlic sauce and some basil seasoning on it or something. You know what I'm saying? They're going to throw some little sauce on it to charge you extra. And I ain't mad at them, okay? My point is you have an idea how much stuff costs before you buy You can grab the steak and lobster if you want to spend that type of money. But they don't just, you know, ask you like, hey, what's your budget? It's like, nah, bruh, show me a menu. And I'm tired of these contractors And I want people out there, if you own a business, listen, to me, estimates are part of service. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just part of service. You can't try to get over on people. Now, I do understand in in some luxury brands, luxury industries, like price might not be a thing. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you might take the price off because you know that you're attracting a certain target market where money doesn't matter. But here's the thing, if you're a plumber, Money matters, you know what I'm saying? And so here's what happened to me. I was making some calls around town for a plumber for some work that needs to be done. And here's the crazy thing about it. And I kind of hate this sometimes. I'm not really sure if something is wrong or not. There's a sound that I kind of hear. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know what that is. And so this is just like a preventative maintenance type call. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, I want somebody to come out take a look at it, diagnose it, tell me if there is a problem, tell me how much that costs, you know what I'm saying? So I could decide if I'm gonna go with you, if I'm gonna decide to go with the dude on the other side of town or whatnot. Typically what I like to do is get about two to three estimates. I'm not always even looking for the cheapest quote. A lot of times I'm looking for like, what services do they offer? You know what I'm saying? Because you'll deal with some people And they got to like subcontract stuff. And it's like, well, I could do that myself. So do you offer all the services? And do you have good customer service? Like, how do you treat me? Especially if you're doing work where you're going to have to be, you know what I'm saying, in my proximity. I'm going to have to deal with you. Then I want to deal with good people. So before I even call him or this company, I've done like all the little online, trying to look at reviews. I looked at their website. So I check out these people's website. Now, their online reviews was a little mixed, but you got to kind of expect that with online reviews because some people just crazy. So they ain't never happy about nothing. So I try to like look at the reviews, you know, take it as a grain of salt. But they had a really dope website and it was a franchise. So I'm like, okay, cool. This ain't just somebody, you know, starting a business out of his basement. They got a, He got a franchise and all right, let's hit him up. Hit him up. Get on the phone. First and foremost. Um he might need to go ahead and hire, you know what I'm saying, some type of call center rep. Cause um, he sounds like somebody granddaddy, getting on the phone like he don't wanna be on the phone, just like, hello, hello. Yeah. hello, hello. It's like, bruh, like, this is a business. You can't just answer the phone like I'm your grandson. You know what I'm saying, it doesn't work that way. So he's super dry, now I'm already getting thrown off. And I'm like, yeah, I'm hearing this noise, blah, 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 and my man kind of cut into me, like, off rip, like, cut me off, like, yeah, okay, well, I don't do estimates, I'm like, first of all, I ain't even asked for an estimate, so, so now I'm irritated, you know what I'm saying, because it's like, oh, what, like, I can't afford, I can't afford, you know what I'm saying, to just have you come out, I gotta have an estimate or whatever, so I'm mad about something that's true, you know what I'm saying, because I uh, uh, uh. I'm straight, I need that estimate first, bro. I don't need you to come out here And tell me that it's going to be a $1,000 to uh, turn the water off in my sink. You know what I'm saying? And I got to pay you that because you came out here. So here's what happened. He said he don't do estimates. I'm like, well, like, what do do you you do? Do Do you do? Do you do? Do Because for me, y'all got to understand, like, I don't understand anything else. Like, tell me exactly what you do. Like, how does this work? I literally just trust you. I never met you before. I ain't never dealt with your company. So I just trust you to come out. Could y'all imagine this? Imagine you call a, a pizza restaurant, and you order two large pizzas over the phone, and they just say, like, yeah, we don't give estimates. Hey, what? Like, who, what? Yeah, we just come on out, like, deliver the pizza, and, like, you know, we gonna surprise you. Like, or you gotta understand who you are talking to. I don't even like surprise birthday parties. I don't even really like to be surprised with a gift. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the kind of person, like, whoa, hold on, what you buy me that for, cuz? Like, what, what what you doing? Like, what, what you give me a gift for? I ain't know I was getting a gift. Like, I wanna know I'm getting a gift. You know what I'm saying? It ain't my birthday, it ain't Christmas, you know what I'm saying? Kwanzaa, whatever else people out here celebrate. It's like, bro, I need to know that a gift is coming. I don't like that. So, what make you think I like a surprise price? All right, cool. So, I'm like, bro, what do you do? My man hits me with, well, I just come out, charge by the hour, plus forty uh like $45. Just for the, I I don't even know what he said. It wasn't labor. It was basically like, I don't know, $45 for showing up and then $91 an hour. And I'm like, all right, hold on. So wait a minute. So basically, just to get you to come out here, it's $138, I think is what it was. So I'm kind of blown away because I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. I'm hearing this little noise. I don't know if it's a $50 noise. I don't know if it's a $500 noise. I don't know if it's a $10 trip to the hardware store. But what you're telling me is that you're charging me $138 just to show up. Is this making sense to anybody else out there? Because I have never heard this for a plumber. I understand that it works like this for certain things, right? Where it's like, oh, you want a car diagnostic test? We're going to charge you $99, but if you get the car fixed with us, that $99 goes towards this and that. Um, I dealt with a water heater guy. He's like, yo, it's $50 for me to come out. But if you get the work done with me, then blah, 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 the $50 go towards that. All right, cool. Do I like that? Not necessarily, but can I understand it if it goes towards the work? And basically that's your way of saying like, i guess you don't want customers taking advantage of you i don't know like i mean if you tell me how much a pizza costs and i go somewhere else and buy it it's like bruh like i don't know what to tell you i didn't want it from you but anyway this situation was nothing like that because this was just a guy that was saying it's 138 dollars for me to show up 91 dollars an hour after that all right cool um yeah i don't want to deal with you i don't want you to show up like I'm going to just hang up for free. free. Here's my thing. You sound like you at home sleep. It wasn't like you was doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, listen, y'all, if you own a business, I just think we got to stop being like, I can't even think of a word. Stop trying to get over on people. I just don't like businesses that do that. To me, a business is about serving and servicing your customers. And making sure that you do right by people so that you can get repeat business. Now, he was an older gentleman, probably in a plumbing business, never had to have, you know, good service. Or maybe he has commercial contracts and he feels like, hey, the residential stuff is like whatever, whatever. But my whole thing is I just genuinely believe that we should do right by people. And the reason I wanted to bring this to the show is because I know, you know, this show is about faith and business, right? And balancing the two. And I know there's a lot of, you know, business owners and corporate professionals that listen to this show. And I just want to, like, tell us to take pride in the work that we do and make sure that the work is about the people, even if you're successful. You'll notice a theme with this show. Success, in my mind, doesn't give us the right to get over on people. And I think that's how a lot of companies have lost their way. People like Kodak or Blockbuster, who were wants giants in their industries and then end up, you know, losing it all. And maybe they got arrogant, you know what I'm saying? And maybe that's the reason why. And so I don't want you, I don't want myself to become arrogant because, oh, we have a little success going on and we think we could just start treating people any type of way and just not giving people estimates. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't understand that philosophy. And I don't understand who that would work on, I guess, other than people who are in an emergency type situation. Now think about that, is that really what we want as entrepreneurs and corporate professionals? Like, hey, as my customer or client, I'm only really the best option for you if you have absolutely no other options at all. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about having integrity as a leader, as a CEO, as a corporate professional. There's a certain level of integrity that you need to have, you know, to build credibility with your customers. Average people just do whatever the industry says do, right, whatever their boss says do. Um, They just go with the flow. They adapt to whatever the temperature already is. So that's why you have a company like a Chick-fil-A, this is why I'm such a big fan of their business, they come into an industry and say, We are not your average. Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. Time for a random promotion. This is why I have an EP that I released back in 2016, I believe, entitled Not Your Average. You got to search it. This is why you got to listen to my music, because that's kind of the whole dynamic of this EP that I released. And what I'm talking about in there is like, I'm not your average person. I'm not going to accept average for my life. I'm going to walk into a situation and say, nope, I'm not doing whatever is just necessary of me. I'm going to do better. I'm going to be better. You can be better than me. me I'm back. Most people just say, I'm going to do, hey, I'm a plumber. Plumbers don't have to have good service, so I'm not going to have good service. They don't have to give an estimate, so I'm not going to give an estimate. They don't have the Chick-fil-A mentality that says, no, I'm going to come into the fast food industry where service is not necessary, and I'm going to be above average and give you exceptional service in an industry that's literally known for not having good service. That is integrity and leadership. And that's the mindset I believe we have to operate in as Christians. I do not think we can try to take advantage of people. Listen, if you're a pastor, you know, your whole mentality can't be what can the people do for me? But you gotta ask yourself, what can I do for the people? Not give me this offering, pay this for me, but what can I give to you? It's a shift in mindset as Christians. When integrity is in play, it's not just about you getting the check. And you, you know, in today's lingo, get in the bag, secure the bag. That's all I hear put everybody, secure the bag, secure the bag. Like, come on, man. The, the reason I don't mess with a lot of the way that the world thinks is because it's a doctrinal thing. It's a mentality. It's a programming. I know some of y'all probably say that, and it's all good. I'm not judging you, the whole secure the bag, but I see it as a mentality. I see it as a way that people think, oh, secure the bag. It's about, because I look at the context that I hear people saying it in. Like when I look at the context, it's like, wait a minute. Like it's basically saying you're more concerned about the money than everything else. No, man. I genuinely believe that if you're doing what you do because you need money, that you're already compromised. And I know that this is a tough thing for us to accept sometimes. And many people might disagree with me and that's cool. But what I'm saying is when a person, let's say you're a pastor, right? And you need money. The problem with this is the need of money is always going to put you in a position to do what you need to do to get the money. And when people are in that dire need, then they're willing to compromise. Look, if I'm a rapper and i'm doing this driven by money the problem is i'm going to go wherever the money leads me because my whole mentality is secure the bag even if i don't deserve the bag that's probably why people rob banks because they want to secure the bag you know what i'm saying versus no i'm going to do what i need to do to earn the bag and to deserve the bag i'm going to give exceptional service i'm going to work harder than everyone else i'm going to do things with integrity, and give it my absolute best. And then now, yeah, trust me, the money will come. But I think so many times we have the money as our first mindset, and some of us, unfortunately, never get money because all we want is money. And so what happens? We can't give you an estimate because we're too busy trying to scam you out of every dollar that you have. And if we give an estimate, that's too transparent. And if I have an opportunity to secure more of a bag, then I want to do that versus have integrity and only charge you $50 if that's all it's worth. Cause I know good and well, if I come out and charge you $148 for something that you could have went to the, you know, hardware store and done, you know, oh, I can't do that. Cause I got to secure the bag. And we know as believers, that is much more to life than securing a bag. I'm going to ask my brother Lavelle to come back and pray for us as leaders. You know what I'm saying? That we secure our souls, man. Not be worried about securing a bag all the time. You know what I'm saying?
1: Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, first and foremost, thanking you for the opportunity to serve you. Lord, everyone that you have called in some respect is a leader a trendsetter, a follower of Jesus Christ. As your word says, we are living epistles read of all men. And we pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would help us to stand on your word, to stand on your integrity, and to do things as unto you. Help us as leaders, God, to stand on your truth, To stand on your word, no matter what opposition comes our way. Help us to stand on integrity. To do things the way you have called us to do them. And we thank you so much, God, that you are infusing in us a passion to be true leaders that lift up the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Lavelle, my brother. Awesome prayer. I enjoyed this show today. It's time to get into the J Wheel music song of the day. And today we have Underestimated from my album, God Knows My Art. That's right. Estimated. I'm giving estimates and all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Woo.
1: Woo. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Woo.
0: This feels so nostalgic. It's like. Take me back to my college days, you know. Me and my roommates wake up in the morning, throw on the track and just start freestyling. We did that for like, you know, a couple hours, something like that. Uh, I feel like I was going to be something that I could never be Try my best to stay low-key, I don't want them to see My full talent I hold back every time when I'm rapping Cause I don't want to look back and regret everything that has happened I don't want to blow up, I'm trying hard not to I didn't want to grow up, I try hard not to A Toys R Us kid, that was the best feeling I remember the song like it was yesterday I don't want to grow up, cause if I did I wouldn't be, I mean that really wouldn't be good It's like Groundhog Day waking up in the hood Go to sleep, wake up, still stuck in the hood. I know your favorite rappers glorify the hood life, but they move their kids out to live the good life and you take it as being hospitable while your son in the streets ends up in a hospital they convince you not to cross eight mile they live on 26 miles you know that's how they get down you know i'm only speaking truth let the truth set free don't fall in love with the lies too much tv too much entertainment give us books to read these days people hate everything that they need these days people hate everything that they need these days people hate it but they know that they need it Uh. Education is underestimated What if the cool kids were the kids that did good in school kids? What if Lane was robbing your brother, fighting your sister? You could only be fly if you fight in a system If teamwork makes the dream work, then the only way the dream works is if the team work Death to a lazy time to work your plans. Afraid of success, cause you don't wanna hurt your friends. Misery loves company, trenches from the devil. When you can only be friends if you are on a level, the moment that you start to grow, they feel smaller. The next thing you know they don't ever call you uh just a decision that you gotta make and when you make it that's the price that you gotta pay can't afford to get a credit card me. cause credit is the new slavery you owe me i own you the only question is how much can i loan you i'm interested in gaining your interest but you should know that the moment you enter this you are no longer considered an independent artist that contract could change your life uh, that contract change your life uh, those contacts will change your life. Uh. And that car might change your life. Uh. That contract could change your wife. Uh. That contract can change, uh. change your life. Underestimated. Uh. It's underestimated. Uh. Uh, we underestimated. Uh. Christian rappers underestimated. Uh. Indie artists underestimated. Uh. Yeah, we underestimated. Yeah. Uh, and that might change your life. Uh. And my God might change your life. God's people, you just heard, underestimated. It's from my album, God Knows My Art. If you don't have that album, stop what you're doing right now and search God Knows My Art on iTunes, Spotify, and you can even find it in your Instagram stories now. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God. Guys, people, thank you for listening to the number one show in my mind. Look, y'all, I'm on the radio now so you can catch me on these stations. Saturday, 2 p.m. Central on 106.7 FM, Memphis, Tennessee. 90.5 FM, Madison, Mississippi. 91.7 FM, Tupelo, Mississippi. 89.5 FM. Columbia, Mississippi. 91.7 FM, Decatur, Mississippi. 91.5 FM, Norwood, Georgia. And urbanfamilytalk.com. That's every Saturday, 2 p.m. Central. Y'all know what's up. You can also catch me on jwillmusic.com any day of the week. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Listen, if you don't like this show, just act like it like.